You're listening to Recovery Nuggets Podcast, where we give you recovery nuggets to chew on and think about on your journey in recovery and on the path, featuring your host, David Clemen. What's up, all you recovery nuggets out there? This is David. It's about 6.30 on Friday morning, and uh, I haven't done a mini nugget in a while. So I thought I'd come on and just say what's up and uh, see how you're doing. What's happening with you? I hope you're doing all right. Hope you're still sober or still clean, still clean and sober. And, uh, you know, for me, the uh, one of the best holidays of the year is coming up, and that is daylight savings time and uh, more sunlight. I know in the winter... I get down sometimes because you go to work and it's dark and you get home and it's dark and kind of makes for a long few months, but uh, that is about to come to the end and um, looking forward to planting flowers in the yard and being outside and uh, getting all of the pollen up in my nose and, um, but yeah, that's about it. Um, We've been busy at work where I work. This is our busy time of year. I do upholstery and canvas for boats. So um, this is this is really when we start to get busy. And um, I've had some stuff going on in my life. My mom fell and broke her hip. She got a new hip. She's a size seven, if you're wondering. And, um, you know, I went to a meeting last night in Texas Arlington, Texas. It was a nice group of people in a 12-step fellowship. The beauty of Zoom is um, keeping us connected around the world. There were people from um, Malaysia, North Carolina, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. And so that was good. And um, sometimes I pop in on into meetings, um, refuge recovery I read a lot, Um, but a couple of the morning meditations that I read in some of these books that um, we keep in the living room were talking about just giving yourself space, and the, the idea was that sometimes our life is pretty good, and we don't give it the space that that deserves we're still plotting and scheming like what's the next move and what can i do that's going to make it better or how i can get more when really sometimes we just have to um enjoy what we have and i guess that comes back to gratitude for me and um you know i definitely get into that rhythm of okay, what can I do next for the podcast? Or it's not growing like I want it to, or what can I do? And um, really, I just have to keep doing what I'm doing. I mean, it's helping, you know, it's helping. It's not up for me to decide who it's helping and how many people. It's just me putting it out there. Um, I do get some satisfaction that the podcast has been heard in Malaysia. Shout out to Malaysia and Singapore and Peru. 
Spain, Mexico, the UK, Canada, and US, of course. And um, I mean, it's pretty cool. I'm big in Malaysia. That's my second most listened to area is Malaysia. So shout out Malaysia. And um, if you're listening in Malaysia, send me an email. Love to hear from you. Well, really anywhere, you know, recovery nuggets podcast at gmail.com. And um, yeah, I mean, if you're new in recovery and you haven't found your recovery rhythm, just don't use or drink and keep, you know, keep putting in the effort. That's all I can tell you is um, we all have to find our recovery rhythm, recovery rhythm, you know, and for me, it was getting involved with 12 step groups and going to a lot of meetings. And then I got a sponsor and then I started working steps and doing service. And then it kind of, it kind of takes over your life or it took over my life in a good way because where I was in the end of my using was, it just was a, it was an entire lifestyle that revolved. It only revolved around alcohol and drugs and any personal responsibility or adulting, if you will, was really kind of second fiddle. It was not really my, I wasn't interested in it unless it had to do with alcohol or drugs. Um, my whole thinking was focused around that and those activities. And it, it really was a shame there that it got so bad because I had, um, I had a lot of hopes and dreams and went to college and went and, you know, when you leave there, you think, oh, wow, I'm going to take on the world. And then um, I went and started following those dreams and they got, <clears throat> they got de derailed. But, um, you know, as I come up on almost 16 years of being clean and sober and almost 50 years old, I'm grateful I survived and, um, you know, some of that stuff wasn't for me. I thought it was, but it wasn't. And my life today is filled with lots of simplicities. And, you know, one of the things that I've realized is that the things that I've fought the hardest against have ended up making me the happiest. And what I mean by that is, you know, showing up for work, being a good employee, um, being a good friend, being, um, being a part of my family, uh, paying bills on time, putting the grocery cart back, taking care of my body, um, reading inspirational readings as well as reading in general, um, being creative, um, working in the yard with my hands and, and seeing plants and flowers grow. And, you know, <clears throat> when I was drinking and using, the only thing I was interested in was the drinking and using in those activities. And I fought it. 
I fought the work thing. I fought paying my bills on time. I fought uh, being able to communicate. I fought all of this stuff because I thought it was corny or it was beneath me or whatever. And um, when I started practicing some of these spiritual principles of honesty, open-mindedness, willingness, and giving to others and sharing with others. My life got better. It got a lot better. I got to, I got to travel. I got to pay for my own trips. You know, um, and there's a certain satisfaction when you, when you start to take personal responsibility and you are, it's not that you're self-sufficient, but you are able to take care of yourself. And when you, when you need to ask for help, ask for help. That's what I had to do. And I still do it. Um, yeah, I mean, the things that I fought the hardest against have actually turned into what has made me the happiest. And I'm not always happy. I mean, I, I think that's unrealistic to think that just because you get into recovery that you're always going to be happy. I mean, in fact, in the beginning, I mean, he, I took out the one thing that was numbing my feelings. Well, the couple of things that was numbing my feelings. And so there's a saying, it's like when you get clean or sober, not only do you feel better, but you feel better. And you feel your emotions more. And so that was, you know, that can be uncomfortable. That can be uncomfortable. Ah, just had a big gulp of hazelnut coffee, a little bit of stevia creamer in the old, uh, got a uh, dragonfly mug here. It's like a blue mug with um, the dragonflies, kind of a gold brassy design. Pretty neat. But uh, yeah, you know, now I like my morning routines. I like to be able to, uh, you know, have my mornings way before I go to work. I don't like to hit the snooze and then run out the door. That just reminds me of when I was young and just kind of. Winging it. I mean, I'm still winging it, but when you take the drugs and alcohol out of your uh, arsenal of dealing with life, um, and but also replace it with new tools of dealing with life, it gets different. It gets better. Sometimes it really sucks, but I know I've got a chance if I don't put any mood or mind-altering substances in my body. Because I just don't, I get addicted to that tool, if you will. I, I'm off to the races. Because in a sense, I love it. I love that I'm. it kind of takes me out of this shell or whatever, you know. And, um, you know, sometimes I've had using dreams. Sometimes I've had... Um, 
using dreams that I almost got to use. So it's, it's still in there. And, um, I just don't fool around with it anymore. My life is way better. I sleep better and I'm a better person when I'm not doing all those things. Now, um, addiction and filling a void can manifest in lots of different ways. You know, I mean, I can obsess on anything. And it's not even necessarily a negative thing, but the amount of time I spend on obsessing on it can get unmanageable. You know, and it's just another way to numb out. It can be anything from the news to, and I don't, I don't look at a ton of news. I just, I can't go there because um, I just, I don't really feel good when I do it. But um, I can obsess on football. I can obsess on shoes I want to buy. I can obsess on sugar. Um, you know, I can obsess on. I mean, one of my things is I love to look at Airbnbs and VRBOs to see places I can travel. Is it a negative obsession? I don't think so because I like to do it. But um. You know, I just have that inside of me where I just, when I get onto something, I'm like full bore. I just go for it. <laughs> I just keep looking and looking and looking. And then um, even with the social medias, you know, you can sit there and even though I'm justifying it by saying, well, I'm looking at these other recovery people, but I'm still scrolling. And it's like, okay, next, 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 next. And it creates this habit of the next post is going to be the one that satisfies me, but that one doesn't satisfy me. So I keep, I mean, and it's by design for sure. And uh, I've definitely lessened my social media time, screen time, whatever. And uh, I don't look at Facebook as much, but I'm definitely on Instagram more just because I'm, I use it for the podcast and, um, I really enjoy seeing other people in that space and see what they're doing and how their recovery is going. So I've met some really nice people and some of them have been on the podcast and, uh, I like this mini nugget because I can just kind of share where I'm at. And, um, you know, I've actually been shooting basketball after work got me some high tops and a new basketball and we have a nice court in the neighborhood i live in and um that was one of my happy places growing up was just going out in the backyard and shooting baskets and um the knees and hips are a lot tighter than they used to be and there's not really much jumping going on but i can still shoot and make baskets so you know i've been going out there and doing that because it's uh it's a way that I can get some movement and a, it's a, it's a moving type of meditation because the only thing I'm really thinking about when I'm out there is making the next shot, working on my form. And if I miss, I can assess, Oh, I didn't follow through on that one or I got slightly to the left and it missed left. 
And then also I'm watching where it comes off of the rim so I can go get the rebound. And, um, you know, I'm starting to meet some people in the neighborhood that go up there and some of the, the kids they're, they're, you know, they're up there almost every day. So that's kind of fun. So you don't, you don't always know what's going to unfold from when you try something that you used to like to do and start doing it again or try something new. Um, you just don't know. I mean, I met a guy in the neighborhood that does real estate and that he used to be the UPS driver where I work. So we got to talking and, um, so we're going to start meeting up there and shooting baskets. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just don't ever know when you, when you get out there and try something new. And, um, if you can't do athletics, uh, you know, it could be some type of club, maybe a game club. I don't know. I mean, it can be something to do with the church, a men's group. And, you know, there's so many different things that we can try that we, I mean, I, I've gotten into a rut in my recovery sometimes, and you just keep repeating the same old thing, repeating the same old thing. And then it gets stale and you go, well, what, what is feeling so stale about this? You know, I don't know. And so there's a saying that like what works at one point of your recovery may not work going forward. And I think why that is kind of passed around is that the version of myself that it worked for early in recovery has grown. And so the grown, the per, the version that has grown into a, a bigger shell, if you will, um, is expanding. And so your life and your recovery starts to expand and you get to interact with people that are not necessarily in recovery or, you know, for me, I started teaching classes at the local museum and that came about from going to model drawing on Wednesday nights. And then I did a, a demonstration at the local arts council. And then it turned into me teaching classes at the museum. So you, you just never know who you're going to meet or what kind of opportunities are going to show up when you start to try new things. And I think that's good for the person in recovery that needs to create some new pathways neurologically. You know, there's a lot of science that backs that up that, you know, they suggest when you need to change things up in your life, take a different route to work, uh, try a new restaurant, um, put yourself out there and talk to a new person, maybe at a meeting or um, some of these online Zoom groups, reach out to someone on Instagram that maybe you really like their content. Just say, hey, like your content. Just wanted to introduce myself and see where that goes. So, you know, like my girlfriend's really into knitting and um, she she took a class last year with this guy, Andre, in Peru. So she she was learning Peruvian knitting through zoom for six months. And then that turned into a whole different thing because it made her knitting skills even that much better. And so it, it tapped into, um, 
you know, putting yourself out there and then learning and then finishing projects, you know, the knitting and crocheting, all that stuff is, I mean, I'm an artist and it blows my mind. So, you know, um, and like, uh, my girlfriend's grandson, he had a basketball game and, um, we went to see a couple of them, but they were in the championship game and, uh, it was an awesome game, you know, and I missed out on some of that stuff because I didn't have kids. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things where you get to go, you think you need to go see, um, Michael Jordan, but I had just as much fun watching these kids ball out in the 11 to 15 age group or whatever it was, 12 to 15. So sometimes you just got to get out there and, and try something new and give yourself a break. Uh, we're not going to be the best at whatever we start. I mean, that's, that's what holds a lot of us back is that if I'm not perfect out of the gate, I'm not going to do it. And, um, you know, that's not how a recovery starts. Um, I had to ask for help and what I found was when I asked for help, I got help, but if I don't ask, I'm not going to get it. And sometimes I, I need help from my higher power, uh, the universe, but also sometimes I need to ask for help from a person because that's a little more tangible and they can show me how to do it. You know, so maybe it's, I need help with my mental health. Okay. There's a therapist. Um, I need help with my physical fitness trainer or videos on YouTube. Um, I, I needed help in learning how to eat better. So I got a coach and, you know, I was definitely addicted to sugar and, uh, bread and all that stuff. And I still have times where I struggle with it, but I had to get it under control because they were getting ready to put me on. Um, they wanted to put me on like blood pressure and cholesterol medicine. And, uh, I didn't like how I felt anymore. And, uh, it sucked to have to change that stuff, but I really, I really, I really wanted to change and it, it, it helped to ask for help because I felt so isolated and alone and ashamed. And, um, I just needed to ask for help and allow the help. And, um, you know, that gift of desperation can help us in a lot of different areas. So, you know, give yourself a break. I mean, recovery can help us in so many areas of our lives that um, once we make the decision to do it, it's like the universe conspires to help us. It really does. And that's been my experience. But when I get so isolated and in my own will, no one can help me because I know everything. But when I ask for help, I'm, I'm literally cracking the door wide open to get some help. And uh, it's counterintuitive because we're, we're kind of in this society where it's like you got to have all the answers and you need to know exactly what to do. And if you don't, you know, what's wrong with you? But 
hell, there's so many things that I didn't learn in school. I had to come out and get that like hard knock uh, life experience after school where it's like, oh, this is real life, you know? And um, it took me a while to adjust to it because I was, I was in a pretty good situation growing up. My parents both worked. They were both there. They paid for everything. And so when I had to go out into the world and start paying for my own stuff, it was a shock, you know? And, um, I mean, I always worked. I had a job from when I was like 12 years old, but that money was my money to spend on my stuff, you know? And then all the other money was my parents' money to pay for the stuff I didn't want to pay for. And so when I became an adult, um, I didn't really know how to budget my money. And then once you threw in alcohol and drugs, there was a disconnect with the financing of my life. Huge disconnect. (laughs) So I'm glad I'm not there anymore. And once again, the things I fought the hardest against have made me the happiest, you know, paying my bills on time, budgeting and asking for help. I never wanted to ask for help. And, um, so all that stuff has ended up, ended up making me the happiest. And, um, I think that's about it for today. It's almost time for me to take a shower and uh, get ready to go to work. We work half days on Fridays, which is awesome. And um, another swig of coffee. So I'll leave you with this today. Um, You know, there is a freedom that comes with awareness because with it comes the opportunity to make a choice. And that's from the Daily Ohm. I don't, it's the, the daily ohm is a really cool um, email to get, but it talks about there's freedom that comes with awareness because with it comes the opportunity to make a choice. And um, that's it. Once I make the choice, then I can live with the results, whether they work out or not. But when I'm sitting on the fence with whether I need help or whether I need to make a change or if I've got to make a big decision, that's the worst part for me is the sitting on the fence. Once I make a decision, I'm good. Cause then it's like, all right, this is what I'm doing. So, um, you know, make a decision and uh, live with the results. And, um, if that doesn't work, go back to the drawing board. It's okay. No, look, none of us, (laughs) you know, there's some people that know, think they know exactly what, to do all the time and uh that's great but you know it's always up for revision and uh it comes down to what works for me and my life and how i can sleep at night and as long as i stay clean and sober i've got a pretty good shot so uh, i hope you have a good weekend and i hope you enjoy this episode and Send me an email if you got a topic you want me to talk about, or if you want me to, um, if you have a guest you'd like to hear from, I'll do my best to get them on the show. And um, I'm going to wrap up this first season in a few weeks. I've got um, one, two, three, four that are still recorded, and I have a couple more guests I'm going to record with. So I think I'm going to wrap the season at 30 episodes. And then take probably a month or so off. I'll still, I'm going to do a season finale 
where I take everybody's recovery nuggets and put it into one episode. And then um, I have some ideas for the second season. And uh, it might be more conversational versus people's stories. And um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'm going to keep doing it, keep putting it out there. And I want to thank you for showing up for your recovery today. And uh, appreciate all the recovery nuggets out there. You all are awesome. And have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye. Disclaimer, Recovery Nuggets podcast and guests are not representatives of any 12-step program. I am not a doctor, counselor, or therapist. I share my experiences, strength, and hope. Guests of the show share their personal experiences and opinions. Take what you like and leave the rest. Each person's journey in recovery is unique. Thank you for listening to Recovery Nuggets podcast. Thanks again for listening to Recovery Nuggets podcast. I want to thank our guests this week. And uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can reach out on Instagram at Recovery Nuggets podcast. And the email is recoverynuggetspodcast at gmail.com. Also, like and subscribe on Spotify and Apple. And be great if you leave a five-star review. That really helps out the podcast. And I really want to thank you for showing up for your recovery today.